Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Holy shit, it has been a long time, folks. Uh, it has been a few months since we've done an episode here. I'm going to talk about it in the next upcoming episode, which is a talk show segment with me and Gavin Moore, the co-host of this fine podcast that you're listening to now. But it's been a minute, folks. Um, in currently in my life, uh, there was a thing of health issues going on. There was a thing of my job as an animal paramedic slash crimes investigator happening. A croc job uh, that I have currently. We're going to crocodile into here about this podcast. And if you're a long time listener, you know about it. Uh, and currently moving at the moment. So new jobs and all the jazz like that just proved to be a lot of fucking work. But we are back with the Comic Chronicle podcast. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I have a wonderful writer on, Chuck Brown. He's done a few indie works, and he's done some Marvel stuff, some DC stuff. Really cool guy, Chuck is. And we're here to talk all sorts of stuff about Smallville. We're here to talk all sorts of stuff about... Uh, he's a fan of a Smallville. You know, writing books, creativity. May or may not be an earthquake in the middle of this fucking podcast, which is a first for this show, let me tell you. And much, much more here. So if you guys enjoy this episode, you know, if you're awesome, you know, you can go ahead and just leave a, a review on wherever you're listening to and also subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to the podcast as well. Uh, whatever you may be listening on, we're on Apple Podcasts, comicchronicle.podbean.com, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, and I think there's a few other things, indie apps, but whatever. And yeah, this is, it's good to be back, folks. It's really good to be back to be talking nerdy about writing comics and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff to catch up on. So without further ado, though, folks, if you want to follow me on Twitch, you can catch my video game stuff I do uh, that I go up on YouTube, the YouTube channel Dakota Morgan, as well as dinosaur stuff I do over there, as well as, or my Twitch page is CodaRex97, Twitter at DakotaMorgan3, and Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan97 if you want to follow along for the show. And of course, as well, stay tuned with the dinosaur stuff I do, the wildlife things I do as well, and much, much more. We have a new podcast in development, folks. I'm going to hear about it on the next episode because it's in development. In development. Without further ado, with this whole intro thing going on, let's get to my talk with Chuck. Yeah, and we are good. Now, I like to say this in every time, and it's actually been a while since I've had a guest on the show because of life. Uh, but Chuck, welcome to the Comic Chronicle podcast, man. It's an honor to have someone of your writing motif here on the show. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. I uh, appreciate you reaching out to me. Thank you. Hey, of course. And I know it's kind of been a schedule thing, too, because you went to a Comic Con. Yeah, it was a Heroes Con this uh, past weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. How it was, was that? It was great, and it was the 40th anniversary. Oh, um, shit. Heroes Con is just um, one of those cons where they're not like, like a lot of media guests or, you know, movie stars or anything like that. It's just um, mostly comic writers and artists and people in the industry, and it's almost like a family reunion every year. And, you know, because of you know, everything happening in the world, we haven't done it like Almost yeah. two years, I think, man. Um, there was a mini con in November, but that's about it. So, you know, the whole Bitterroot team was there, and we hadn't been together since, you know, I think 2019, I think it's been, since we all been in the same room. Oh, that had together. to be a time of beers and, or just like having a good time and like, hey, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. And it was, you know, really great for the fans to see all of us together and get this stuff signed and ask us questions and, you know, hang out a little bit. So it was good. It was a good time. You mean to tell me, Chuck, that sounds like a legit Comic-Con, one where it's just the comic people there. It was, it was, it was. I mean, nothing against, you know, media guests or wrestlers or anything like that. That stuff was cool. But it's just like uh, one of those real authentic, you know, dying breed type comic book conventions. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's a really good one. So hope 
yeah, hope yeah. it sticks around for another yeah. couple of years. So if you haven't been out there, please, you know, book a trip to if you love comics and you love meeting the creators, definitely think about going to Heroes Con in Charlotte next year. Mm, okay. Okay. Well looking the girlfriend and I are looking at taking some vacations, so who, who knows? Maybe that's a good <laughs> people are like, what do you need PTO for? You see there's a thing called Heroes Con. Right. <laughs> Oh, that'd be interesting. So, I mean, is the Comic-Con scene any different? I know, like, people were starting to go in the past, like, six months, people would be going. Some saying that Comic-Cons are, they seem a little bit weirder, but a lot of people are saying it's kind of back to what it was before, you know, the pre-whole pandemic thing. Or did yeah. it feel like kind of there was a little bit of safety thing there? Um, when, I mean, you know, people are, some people are masked, masked up and some people aren't, you know. Um hmm. You def- there's definitely, you know, when you're chatting about people, everyone has like a story, a COVID story about what's going on in their lives and how they've been affected and changed. That's the only thing. It's just, you know, it's, you're not just talking about, you know, the Thor movie coming out. You're, th- you're talking about, you know, Roe versus Wade. And you're talking about, you know, the economy. And you're talking about asking, yeah. you know, and how your friend got sick and, you know, things of that sort, you know. Not not, not that it's a downer, downer or anything. Just the conversation just shifts a little bit as far as when you go to cons now, you know. Mm, okay, because it was kind of like, it's it's tough to, and, and you know, it kind of sucks in a way, because sometimes it feels like it's tough to escape in the comics again. And I kind of, like that's like the whole big thing of a Comic-Con is that we would walk in and just ignore everything. Like there was uh, C2E2 years ago when I went, about, God, about 10 years ago. Like you were you were in there and you saw some of the like the local gang members coming in and they were they were supporting their stuff and they're come like, you know that you know who they were and they're coming in and you're like oh 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 shit something's gonna go down but then they all kind of get together and had like I me and my dad were watching this and like they got together and they saw the other uh, the members from a different gang and they were like oh shit and we're like oh oh it's about to happen and it's like no they all got together kind of gave some handshakes and hugs like dude did you see this Superman right here and it's like this I'm like man comics is bringing everyone together this is great. Right, right, right. So sometimes you do kind of forget about that when you're when you're in that room. Um, you know, the, I guess what people do when they go home at night and sit around the table with their families. You know, you kind of get about you forget about you know your backgrounds and, and the politics and things of that sort, and you just kind of enjoy the comics, you know. But it's always in I know it's always in the back of my mind, like who's standing in front of me, you know? What's your ideology? You know, how do you care about this world and, and our future in a sense? But there are times when you just, you know, you just forget about the pandemic, you forget about, you know, tragedy and your family losses, and you just kind of enjoy comics and enjoy the fans and then just kind of hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's because yeah. I think comics, I talked to somebody about this a while ago, is comic books seem to be like that big family. Like, the, uh, us as a fandom, like, we seem to be in this giant family. Uh, and every now and then we could say, you know, you got that weird uncle down the, that, that you'd only see at conventions or thanksgiving dinner is quote unquote so you see them every now and then you're like well we may just say a couple words to that weird uncle over there he has some weird ideology <laughs> so just gotta we'll still say hi but you know just gonna distance ourselves a little bit exactly, exactly. yeah <laughs> there was oh. a guy with a manga hat floating around the con and you know at some point there's always one you know yep we all got that weird uncle maybe weird aunt you know we all got a karen aunt it's fine it just happens yeah, yeah. oh shit uh well, weird question, Chuck. This is a weird question, and I was thinking about it today. I was like, you know what, Chuck is like, it's a person. You know, I've talked to him a little bit. Uh, we message each other, but I gotta ask you something really weird of you. Okay. It's and I was I was pouring a cup of coffee today, and this is this show. I swear to God, we do we talk about weird shit all the time. You ever heard of keto coffee? Yeah, I have. Have I you? Have do you like it? I've never had it. I just oh. heard about it. <laughs> 
I, mean, oh, okay. I think you what is what is he like is he like he is like extra caffeinated or something like what's the i don't know what the deal no. is it's um it was we see this is what i wanted to mention to you because you're like a person i don't know if you heard about it or not um it's butter so you use like this like yeah. fat butter in your coffee yeah butter coffee butter coffee yeah yeah i have heard of that yeah yeah, yeah i don't understand <laughs> healthy but yeah i've heard of that before yeah would you, would you want to try it sometime no hell no 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 no, no. you know you know i'm a big you know i'm a big simpsons nut right so mm -hmm. it's like you know 30 years of content i just put it on and just either let it play in the background while i'm working and things of that sort but as an episode right i don't know i don't know what episode it is but if you go back and find it it's homer's having like heart attacks and stuff right and he's overweight, and and Marge is, and Homer's like, Marge, why'd you let me? Why'd you let me go like this? Why didn't you tell me? And she, and she was like, No one told you to put butter in your coffee. And I was thought that was the most hilarious I've ever heard of, right? And it turns out it's now it's like a real thing, I guess, for health reasons. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a that's a real episode where where she said that to him. I don't know if keto coffee was a thing back then or not, but oh hell no, that's. No. I thought it was so absurd. I was, it was so absurd and hilarious that she said he puts butter in his coffee. So, uh, <laughs> ten years. so, so are you drinking buttered coffee? Is that what Oh, hell no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a random thought. You ever have those, like, I'm, I just, I was pouring a cup of coffee. I got it with me right here in my T-Rex mug. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder if Chuck's heard of buttered coffee, the keto coffee. <laughs> I've heard of butter coffee, but it's one of those things that, you know, I kind of put out of my mind, you know. I have heard of that, yes. Well, yes. breaking news, you mean to tell me Simpsons predicted keto coffee, another thing they predicted from the podcast? I mean, it's been, it's been around for, you know, 32 years, so they're going to predict a little bit of everything, you know? Some of it gets weird, though. Some of it gets kind of weird. You're like, hmm, that's that, some lucky shit. It does, it does, it does. Yeah. Oh, man. But so you're... I, a lot of people are like, I don't know what happened, but Simpsons seems to be having this renaissance right now. Have you noticed it's, this? Yeah, um, I mean, no, you know, since it came on Disney Plus, you know, um, it's it's always been kind of in the forefront of our culture where people are always referencing referencing how it may have predicting something predicted something that's currently happened, or you know, because it's been around so damn long, you know, and it's the longest running show like ever. So yeah. Uh, it's true, but I think a lot of people right now are just almost rediscovering it in a way because yeah. of that Disney Plus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This is probably a whole new generation of people that, you know, never even, you know, really experienced it the way, you know, you and I have. I don't know how. Oh, old. yeah. Uh, 25. So I've, I sat and watched it on oh. like an old box TV. Man, <laughs> so... baby, man. You 25 years old? I very much am, yeah. Dang, yeah, you young, man. All right. Cool. Let, me, let me tell you, Chuck, mentally and body-wise, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> this is... You 65? Oh, fuck yeah. Listen, oh. I told you my job, man. I'm an animal paramedic slash crimes investigator, and also I'm a volunteer crocodile keeper. I'm fucking feeling old, and I worked in the film industry for years. You did say something about a crocodile. I didn't really... I was going to elaborate, but I was like, I ain't got time to elaborate on that right now. I'll talk to him later. Oh, yeah. That's fair. A lot of people a lot of people will check me out on Instagram and be like, what the fuck? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is actually one thing. Well, you're at a con. It's fine. Uh, that's one thing that is one of my jobs. I take care of crocodilians. So, like, I also take care of the other animals at a, a sanctuary, the Phoenix Herpological Sanctuary. So mm -hmm. when I'm not doing this podcast or any other podcast or video game or uh, writing comics in a way and uh, my normal job of 
EMT stuff, but I help take care of the crocodilians. So I work with them and I feed them. I care for them. I'll do medical on them. I can take care of their exhibits from babies all the way up to, I think, uh, Yeti's like uh, 19 feet long at least right now. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Do they do they know you like dogs and cats? Are they uh, uh, yes and no. <laughs> uh, some will be like, oh, I know you. Like, there's one. If I tape up her mouth, she's like, okay, and she'll fall asleep in my lap. Her name's Baby. She's like a six foot American alligator. Um, there's some of them where I will just I, I, they know me and I walk in and they're like, you will today is your day, son. You are gonna die. <laughs> and they're like, well, no. Jeez, man, more power to you, man. Yeah. Huh? I said more power to you. Oh, this is—it's about the conservation in a way. I mean, it—it it adds a new perspective on life, but also makes your body feel fucking old when you're fending off a 19-foot-long crocodile or alligator. Right. So I, it makes me feel a little bit old. So like I said, 25, but I don't know if I feel it. My girlfriend right. says I'm like 92 sometimes. Right, right, right. I should make it clear, a less racy white guy, 92-year-old. <laughs> so I should make it very fucking clear on this. These days, hey. Um, but yeah, man, but yeah. So that's been a thing, but what have you been up to, to say the least? You said you were at a Comic-Con. I mean, because you were, are you a full-time comic book writer? Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I only started be full-time in, um, I think it was February of 2021. Oh, I wow. quit my job at... um. A university. I was an IT guy. Really? And yeah, yeah. From there, I, I just, um, you know, dove in head first just to do it full time. Because the pandemic, you know, was was still kind of kind of going along, and um, they kind of wanted me to come back into the office, you know, from you know being from working from home. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just sick of this. It's not worth it. You know, it's kind of yeah. time to move on and just um try to dive in head first. And here we are a year later, I'm still. Everything's so good, man. Wow. So, like, that's that's impressive. Were you just sitting there dealing with Karens, I'm guessing? Because a university IT sounds like hell. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, was, I was actually pretty lucky, you know. I only, you? I only, I only supported, like, I think 30, 35 people. Oh, okay. You know? that's not bad. Yeah. It was in the history department. So, you know, I, you know I, I, I came around when stuff was broken, you know. Nothing was broken, you know. Hell, I was writing comic books, you know. It's all good, you know. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is, that's pretty good. You're like, oh, today's a chill day. All right. Issue number two. Oh, here we go. It was getting to a point where that, those worlds were starting to bleed together a little too much and something had to go. So, yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I like it, man. I, what were you working on then? Was it anything that currently you've been working on or was it kind of like just some random shit to kind of get you along the way? Um, I think that was, I was when I was in, in the history department, I got my first um. My first big two gig with Marvel. I did the uh, Punisher mm. Civil War two story, and I was also working on Bitterroot at the time and um, Black Panther stuff. But, uh, yeah. Shit, yeah, that's got to be a fuck. That you dove right in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right, right. Wow, you ain't kidding when you dove in. Like, I mean, you obviously, if you're writing comics on your free time, you definitely are a fan. So, like, that had to be fucking insanity to, to be like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, Punisher, Frank Castle? Yeah, you're going to be part of the Civil War II storyline. Not just right. like a random Punisher tie. It's Civil War right. II. Right, right. Because, they they, you know, they asked me, you know, to give them a, a list of uh, characters I want to wanna write, right? So I just oh, kind of wow. give a list of, of characters, and I figured I put Punisher at the top. And, and, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way in hell. 
the right to punish her, right? Because I'm like a fanboy. And when they came back and let me do it, I was just blown away, man, you know. I figured I'd have to write some, like, C-lister or D-list character or something, you know, because Punisher would be tired. But they let me have it, so it was awesome, man. Shit, I'd be giving them people who, I'm like, all right, who has a TV show right now? All right, none of those people I'm going to be able to write. (laughs) Are they in a movie? Fuck no. I can't handle that. There's no way. Right, right. Oh, man. I mean, well, you did Black Panther, and if, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong on this one, because I did read that one. It Wasn't it like a, a kind of a car tie-in Black Panther issue, yeah, too? It was, it was honestly, it was almost like an ad, man. You know, it's like, because yeah. uh, the Lexus was in the movie, so it was like a Lexus ad, in a sense. But I still, you know, you know, I, to myself, like, fuck it, I wrote Black Panther, I'm not going to stop, you know. I wrote him, I wrote the story, I, I think it was a cool story, it was a cool character, Cool villain. I got the right Siri in it as well. So even though it was an ad, you know, I, I still wrote Black Panther. I still, you know, well, check that mark on my bucket list. In a sense, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's uh, Chuck. That's still one more issue than Black, uh, Black Panther you wrote than most people listen to this fucking podcast. So, yeah. you know, there is that. Oh, God. Well, that's still kind of cool, though. I mean, you know, diving into Black Panther and, and all that. Like, did you have, like, these wish lists, though, that you have for either DC or Marvel or just maybe there's an indie comic series that you kind of want to handle, like, like anything at Image? At that time or right now, you mean? Uh, Right now, actually, right? Is there that one, you think? You know, you know, I'm a, you know, I grew up on, you know, a Batman, you know, and I still had a Batman. I grew up on Spider-Man, you know, I still had a chance to write Spider-Man yet. Um, there's still a lot of indie stories that I, I want to get out, you know, the stuff that's on my mind that I want to get out to the world. But, um, other than Batman and Spider-Man, there are a couple of other, um, bucket list type things I want to do, which are actually currently being pitched. So I don't want to, I don't want to say anything and see if, you know, in case it, something gets a green light, you know, it's like you, yeah. you go through, go through the first part of the green light process. Yeah. Like, I like it a lot. So now I'm going through the second stage, and we'll see what happens. You know, it could all bl- blow up in my face to get, you know, the second group. So we'll just see where it goes. You know. Hey, you never know, man. I mean, every I feel like right now, like people who are for a little bit there because you know the whole COVID shit. There was the a lot, a lot of people were taking new comics in, new comics as movies, TV shows. You never know. I mean, but Harriet Tubman. Uh, Demon Slayer is now going to be a fucking thing in Disney, so I think your doors are wide open, <laughs> considering that's right. the, that book is, one, really, really fun good. I don't know if you've ever read it or not. Really yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, the fact that book is becoming a show is going to be great. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and awesome. live action, I should make it clear. No, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, I think that's definitely a good sign, though, is like a lot of people are now taking back comics, so... I mean, if you're doing a step one, you're on step two now. That's pretty fucking good because pitching comics. I don't know if people ever listening, you know, fans and people who work in the business listening because there's a lot of them. You know, they they're like, yeah, this shit is rough. But a lot of people who don't really know about pitching comics, they think, oh, you just walk into a meeting and it's fine. But there's a lot of work that goes into pitching your own books. Yeah, yeah, and free. You know, also you're not getting paid to write these outlines. You no, know? So, yeah. So that's awesome. so they, you know, I think. I mean, I, I love the industry. Don't get me wrong. Well, I like the industry. I love it. But you know, the industry kind of um, feeds off of our uh, off of our childhood in a sense. You know, because I love this stuff so much. You know, I'm not really thinking twice about writing these outlines for free. You know what I mean? You, you're not yeah. really getting that. You know, but they can pay off in the long run in a sense. Once you get, you know, get the book greenlit and get the story out there, it can pay off in the in the long run. But 
I guess one thing I didn't realize back in the day when I really wanted to get in the big two was that um, I always assumed that they used to get assigned a character or something, right? They just say, hey, you need you to write this, this, and that. I didn't realize they would um, really ask you, you know, for your opinion about what you want to write, right? Because Black Manna, that was just, that was um, all me. It was just me being a, a huge fanboy of Black Manna all these years, right? And And I pitched it like several years ago, but I didn't, didn't really go through really. Right. Cause I wasn't really, I was still kind of up and coming. I didn't really have a name behind myself or anything like that, but I mm-hmm. kept pitching and it finally get green, finally got greenlit. And when it didn't get greenlit, they really gave me a lot of room to do whatever I wanted, you know, within reason. So I wasn't really expecting that same thing with what I'm pitching now. They're really giving me a lot of room to kind of do what I want to do and tell the story I want to tell. There's a whole lot of restrictions you know of, you know yeah. of course I can't, I can't you know i can't you know have superman you know be evil or something crazy like that or whatever but within reason they kind of give you a lot of room to to be creative which i was kind of surprised about oh yeah like that's the thing is i think really that you've proven yourself as a writer and i mean you know being a award-winning writer it would help but i there is the thing of if you, I think if you just maybe prove it or if you're really that good, but I don't know. I've been hearing a lot more that a lot of people who do dive into it, they do give them a little bit more freedom. So maybe it's something that we thought, like like you said, you thought that you were just assigned it and you had, you had to eat super yeah, strict yeah. restrictions. But a lot yeah. of people that I've talked to over the years definitely have told me it's they give you more freedom once you get the once you get the job. You know, you got to prove yourself and shit. But once you get it, they give you all that freedom because honestly, I, I think this this is just me, but guy fucking never worked for dc or marvel yet but once you get the job and they're like well if we give you all these restrictions you're not going to put out a good story right right. you know maybe that's what it is and maybe we're all thinking like oh they're going to be like they got a tv show the rules are going to be strict as shit but it's going to be stricter but they're not going to be like cookie cutter because you can't you don't want cookie cutter with your writers and then maybe just just me that does this because I think it's more my issue or not. But number when I'm pitching something, I'm afraid to put certain characters in it because I'm assuming those characters are so big and so popular. There's no way I'm gonna be able to touch it, right? Really? So when I was, when I was pitching this book. I pitched this book to DC with this team roster, and he came back. He's like, "This is cool, but what about this guy?" And I was like, "Are you serious? I can put him." In on the team, and it was like, yeah, you could put him on the team, and I was just blown away that I could use a character, which is another character that's like huge. I know I'm being very vague, but this mm. character's on my bucket list that you could, you know, that you could basically just go for. You know, I think that's it's not just comics in general. Just you know, if you, if you want something in life, just go for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, and just um, give it all, give it your all, and don't and don't hold your own self back. You know, because that's kind of what I'm doing sometimes when I'm pitching stuff. Thinking that you know, I'm not gonna get it because I'm not good enough or whatever self-esteem issues I might have, you know, and then they come back and say, "Hey, sure, why aren't you putting this character in there and and and, and you know do your best and give it your all?" So it's kind of cool. So basically, just go for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what's the worst they're gonna say? No, and then like you got a whole huge fucking treasure box of other characters you could choose from too. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. You can't have this one toy, but you still have the Toys R Us, like aisle 72 through 95 over there. So I'm like, oh, that's fair. Because, you know, I'm going through most of my, you know, most of my 20s and 30s, you know, pitching stuff and reaching out to editors and just getting, you know, crickets, you know, you know, or something like that, just no response. 
you go from that to saying, hey, you can have, you know, this character that's, you know, that you've been fanboying over for all your life. You can write that character. It's kind of, it kind of blows my mind. And it's still a transition for me just to know that you have someone's ear and they, they care about your opinion and what you have to offer. So that's mm. pretty cool. I don't yeah. think it's ever going to get old, man. I, I, I don't think that's a thing that ever gets old. It's like right. when you see your writing come to life by an artist, because artists to me are magicians. You know, when I right. have my comics come to life, you know, it's people like, oh, you like, oh, it's a new issue. Oh, who was it? Honestly, I think it was my mother. She's like, oh, you got me. You must get tired of seeing all these books as I was having dinner with her one time years ago at this point. And she was like, you must get tired of seeing, you know, the issues. They're just the same issues over. And I'm like, no, because every time you see it, like every issue is different. Everything's different. So when you write these words down and you actually see these words come to life as a character and they're your own characters, especially like it's something mm -hmm. magical every fucking time. You could give me a sketch. Right, and I'll still cry. I'll be like, "This is beautiful." And it's like, yeah, that's right. it. Right. It's that thing, you know. And I think you maybe you feel that too. Of like, whenever it's something new, and you get to create it, and you get to write it, and you see it come to life, whether it's your own character or not, mm -hmm. it's something special. Yeah, when you see that art come back from the artist, and even the colorist and the letterer, yeah, it, you're right. it's very special, and it's it's it can it, you know it's very overwhelming, and, you know. He's very lucky to be in this business. Anybody, you know, not just Marvel and DC and Image guys. If you're out there creating stuff and doing your thing and doing what you love, you know, I salute you, you know, because we're all kind of in the trenches trying to put out the best stories we can, you know? That's true. Oh, yeah, you know, we're trying to change the world with some stories, and artists are trying to make that great piece, but it's yeah. it's definitely the thing, and I, and I love it, man. I think I don't... Hmm. People are going to give me so much flack for this shit, Chuck. Um, I think comic book people are honestly the best of people. I really do. Like, comic book creators. No I, argument with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, because, you know, we sit there. We put in the long hours. We do so much. All my animal people friends are going to be like, you ass. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you guys come in close second, let me tell you. But right, right. it's it's that thing of, like, you know, we put in the long hours. But that's yeah. also the thing about it, I think, of, like, when you work with other people in the comic book industry, or, you know, you shit, tying it back, you go to a convention, you know, and you see other comic book people there, you know, there be that, uh, other indie people, other big ten pig name people, everybody wants to be there. You know, everybody wants to do this. And that's why I love working on a comic book team and people who do it solo. I don't know how you do it. Like power to you. But mm. when you are a team, it's just like, you know, everybody wants to be there. You're going to put in the hundred percent best because this is your dream, you know? Right. You're right. It's it's a crazy time, man. It is a crazy time, and I mean, you've done a lot of stuff so far. I mean, you've been what doing it two years now, almost, or maybe has it only been a year? Really? So you said twenty twenty one. You mean um, full time or just comics in general? Uh, full time. Full time. Oh yeah, about a about a year and a half. About a year. Yeah. But yeah, when did yeah. you start writing your first stuff, though? Was this like a younger Chuck? Was he my age <laughs> at this time here? Apparently, uh, he was your age. I was in. Uh, really? college when i started um writing comics i just kind of um met like-minded people um other writers and artists and, and inkers and we kind of formed a comic book studio in our local in our local um in, in our in our hometown right of columbia south carolina called the 803 and we just started you know putting books together learning about the industry learning about the business side of things started going to cons handing out books you know hustling setting the tables for you know, six, seven hours and nobody coming over to the table and things of that sort. So it was, it's been a rough path, but you know, that, 
that love we have for this for these for these books gonna kinda keep us going. It's like fuel, you know, getting yeah. through the tough times. As long as you love this shit, you know, it's it you know, it, it gets you through, you know, it gets you the tough times. Oh yeah, you know, you're gonna have those times where it's just like you think nobody's really reading or listening or whatever it may be, but I think that's like the that's the part people always fucking forget is that you're gonna have those times where it seems like wow I'm doing this to crickets and it's like well I'll just give it just give it a little bit because it takes fucking time, you know it, it it always takes time but you powered through it then I mean yeah six seven hours I'm like just sitting there alone oh god <laughs> that, yeah that's that's gonna yeah. that's gonna make or break you though that's like the make or break moment of all right how's it gonna go. I, do I, I mean, want to keep doing this? I mean, I've quit so many times in my head, but then, you know, a week or so later, I find myself back in front of the laptop writing something or planning another trip to a con because I just couldn't let it go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And I haven't been to a con in about two years. Or no, three years, actually. I miss it. Oh, that I miss it. it. Are you going to any at all this year? Um, I'm going to try. I missed Phoenix's Comic-Con because of the move going on right now so we and we just got back from a vacation at universal studios girlfriend and i so we're just like you know what we don't really have comic-con money <laughs> at the moment we're like, well. um, i've been invited to a couple of them to possibly be guests later down maybe next year i can't say much more than that so uh yeah. we'll see how that goes how that plays out but um yeah no i miss it man i do i do miss it i miss it a lot uh, there's Phoenix Comic Con is always pretty interesting though. I don't know if you've ever heard or, or been to it before. I haven't been to that one now. No. It's a good one. It, it's uh, every time I've gone over the years, not including the past couple, but and today this year, but it's always been like this really cool community thing a little bit because you never know who the fuck is gonna be here. Yeah, you got a lot of movie and TV people, but like when it comes to like comic book writers, artists, inkers, and, and everything, God, we have so many people that come down. It's crazy. It's it's fun. It's fun. I remember Michael Rosenbaum and I geeked out a little bit about chicken tenders. Michael Rosenbaum, the uh, from uh, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were, geeked. yeah. He was just starting. Out. I told him I had this podcast, and you know, like, yeah, I, don't know. I wasn't trying to get him on the show, but mm-hmm. him and I were talking about this, like, doing starting a podcast and whatnot. He's like, "Ain't it a bitch to start it?" I was like, "Brother, you have no idea." And so we were, and we were just talking about that for a little bit and shit, and then. He he came over. Shout out to you, Michael, because you're an awesome dude. And about four hours later, four or five hours later, we we leave. We go get a picture with him later because I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I kind of want to get a picture with him. I don't usually ever do that, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. And, Dude, he and, uh, a, his huh? his lecture was amazing, man. Oh, I don't 100%. care anybody says. He's like one of the top lecturers I've ever seen, man. And, and exactly. you know, Mr. Gene Hackman. I mean, he was he was amazing in that show. And then I think the last. Couple of seasons, he he left or something. Something happened, but yeah, he left. He was he, he did the actor thing of you know he left and he wanted to try other things. He did come back in the end, but I mean he, in fairness, Smallville went on a lot of seasons, <laughs> so there is there is that. Uh, I love Smallville so fucking much though. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's they, hmm. they're gonna do a um, are they gonna do a what's name Tom uh, the guy that played um Superboy what's his oh, name Tom Tom Welling. I'm willing. I think they're going to do a podcast where they watch old episodes of Smallville and talk to it and talk with fans about it. I think I think they're going to start that start a podcast or something. Yeah, together. yeah, that's, so that's got to be like, fucking. Could you imagine that, that right now? That's so insane. Oh, I hope man. they talk about. I hope they talk about Chloe and her um cult or whatever going on with her. Do you think they will? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
know, <laughs> she not being the and not being the scene. So it's, it's true. The whole sh- fucking show. That's oh man. That's got to be like an episode. They got maybe this disclaimer. We cannot talk about Chloe staying due to a court right, case. Right, right, right. That's that. Oh, that would be interesting. I don't know. I want that cartoon that they're doing. Oh, did you ever read? I mean, obviously you're a fan. Uh, did you ever read season eleven, the comic books? What's it called? See, no, I didn't. No, no. Yeah, there's um a season eleven. It's a bunch of trade paperbacks. Uh, some local comic book stores have them, but then I think really got to get them online. There's at least seven or eight trade paperbacks. There might be more, but it's Smallville season eleven, and it takes place, uh, I think, a year after season ten, but. Clark has a suit. They have the Justice League going on. They introduce new characters in there. It continues the show, but it makes it that Metallo looks like more Metallo. But they kind of change things around. Like Martian Manhunter does that. Green Lantern's come in as well. Um, what the hell else was it? Oh, Batman becomes a thing. But his, his oh, run, yeah, Nightwing is Barbara Gordon. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, pick that up. It's called Smallville. Season 11, that's what it's called? Season 11, man. It's The artwork changes. I think there's different artists on it a lot of the time, but it, the writer stays the same throughout the whole books. It's it's great. It, it's uses, like, John Ernie Irons is a thing. But it's, wow. like, it's it's really cool. Like, they, they're they like, listen, we're doing a comic book now, so we don't have to worry about a CW budget. We can do <laughs> big, bombastic shit with these right, guys. Right, right. And the characters. That Flash episode from the, from the TV show, but that show Barry Allen or, or um, uh, Barry Allen is faster than um, Clark when he when he kind of turned around backwards and outran outran Superman. Do you remember that episode? Oh we, yeah, we that was so sick, man. That yes, so early two thousands rock and it just jammed out. He's like, see ya. <laughs> and he ran across the ocean and Clark had to stop and look. They're like, what the hell? What's going on? Because he can't fly yet in this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't fly really at all to like the last episode or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's that show. Oh, my girlfriend's she's starting season one. She's never seen. She's a big comic book fan, but she's never oh, seen Smallville. Yeah, one hell of a ride. That's awesome. Oh, I told her. I'm like, you know, the Justice Society's in it, and she. And that's like, I guess that's like she'll forget about me by then because it's like nine seasons in at that point. She's like, holy shit! I'm like, yeah, everybody's in this fucking show. Yeah. yeah, that's. But yeah, check it out, man. It's it's good, and I should make it clear too to people maybe listening and to you, Chuck. The characters in the comic book look like the actors. Really? Yeah. Is that weird? Is that weird? It kind of, but I'm a guy who reads movie tie-in comic books too, so not for me, not at all. Like I, I love the Transformers ones for the Michael Bay ones when they were coming out. Some of those were better than the damn movies, but. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was kind of cool. Like Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor looks like him throughout the whole damn thing because he's a giant part of it. So it's it's right. it's pretty fucking cool. It's it's worth a check out, man. I will. I'll do that, man. Definitely. Yeah. I'll sign off on that piece on saying like Batman or Batman Smallville and uh, Yellow Lantern rings in Arkham Asylum. Are they are they in Smallville or are they in Metropolis? Both. He... So it's like. Uh... They do Metropolis because, like, the show he moved to Metropolis, so it's like Metropolis is there. They're in Metropolis, they're in Smallville, and then they're also in Gotham. But then some of it takes place in Africa for a storyline. And then, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. Okay, cool. yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, it's it's that show. 
supposedly they're going to maybe make that into the cartoon that's coming out here. I don't know. But we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. I'm glad I could give you some more, some, some good shit, Chuck. I'm glad I know. I'm always looking for good stuff to read and watch, man. So I appreciate that. All right. Um, now, now it's your turn. You got any recommendations? Do I have any recommendations? What have I seen lately? Um, You watching Barry at all on HBO? That's one show I want to dive into. That's true. It's, it's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's fucking weird, man. Is it's it? weird. And it's good, yeah, yeah. Because you don't expect that actor to be an assassin, right? And 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 how he and how he operates in the show is really it's really good. And it's really quirky and weird, you know. It's mm. it's, it's some what the fuck moments, you know. Oh, okay. It looked good. I the Barry's definitely on my list of shows I want to just binge watch. Just really yeah, gotta not, finish. Not 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 on the level of the boys. What the fuck moments? I don't know if you watched the boys yet. Oh Steve. oh yeah. No, that's definitely. Oh, oh yeah. Not, no spoilers, but damn man, oh. they they went out the gate. Just um, they just went nuts right out the gate, man. But uh, you, I are you caught up at the moment? Um, am I caught up? Mm. Did you watch Hero Gather? Oh, I did. I okay, did. all right. Yeah, yeah you're caught up then. Oh, because they kept telling. Cause, you know, you go to a con. Honestly, I was trying to bend as much shit as I could before I went to that Heroes Con. Because mm-hmm. I noticed there were spoilers all over the place. So I had to watch Obi-Wan and all this kind of stuff before I went. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, they, everyone kept telling me, you need to watch Hero Gathering. So when I got back from the con, I did check it out. And, uh, yeah, that was insane. That was insane. I can't. I have to have, like, either a glass of whiskey when I'm drinking the boys anymore or beer. I, I just, I have to. <laughs> There's no way. You're just like, I'm going to sit down for a wholesome episode of The Boys. And then it's like, oh, it's Herogasm. Oh, shit. And our girlfriend, she's like, what's Herogasm? I'm like, well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's a, hmm. You don't, it's, you don't want to know. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh. I've actually had the co-creator on the show, actually. And him and I talked about The Boys for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, Derek oh, Robinson. Com- yeah, oh, the comic. Right. Yeah, he was—he's a, a cool dude. He's a real cool dude. That's uh, awesome, man. But yeah, oh god, the boys—that's—that's that's a show. If you would have told me ten years ago they're gonna make the boys in the a show and it's gonna maybe be better than the book, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. And they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, ooh. man, oh man, that—that's the thing. Like, could you write a book like the boys? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my book on the stump was pretty. Was pretty. My book on the stump was probably the rawest thing I've ever written. I think. That's true. That uh, was pretty raw. That was like triple X yeah. raw right there. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> yeah. It was all built, you know, based on my frustration with, you know, society and politics and et cetera. So yeah, that's kind of. I let all my rage out in that book. You know, I let the f bombs fly in that one. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that goes into it is uh, I, I've said it plenty of times on the show before, but as writers and artists, like our work is our therapy in a way, because we can take a, even if people don't ever notice it or maybe notice it 10 years later or, or they notice it right away. We, we get out a lot of frustrations and we find a lot of happiness in, in the work we do because we, we it's, it's our therapy in a way and we get to talk about certain things. <laughs> Right, right. I can't smack in my face in real life, but I can do it on the page, right? Oh, you fuck, know? yeah. They're like, he punched his face into a pulp. <laughs> and yeah. while you're writing it, you're like, that was the driver who cut me off today and flipped right. me off. <laughs> right. Ugh. Yeah, that's the thing with that, man. Well, 
but yeah, um, well, we're kind of getting near because I don't want to take too much of your time because it is already kind of late for you too. And I definitely want to say it is. This has been pretty fun having you on, Chuck. I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Oh, thank you for the invite, man. I always appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and now this is where well, I'm going to turn the floor to you, though, my man. Is do you have mm-hmm. anything upcoming that you can promote? I know you mentioned some of your pitching right now, but anything at the moment, like recently released or upcoming, do you want to let people know about? Yeah, I've been. I have a book coming out um, September 28th called "Flawed Through Image." Um, the concept is basically, you know, Frazier meets the Punisher in a sense. Ooh. A, a psychiatrist listens to your problems in the day and does wicked, dangerous people in your life. She takes them out at night. You know? And of course, to be doing that, she has her own plethora of, of issues as well. So it's all about, you know, I guess it, it came. From, the, the concept came from a bit of a cynical place. I'm not sure that was an IT guy, right, uh, mm-hmm. at the university. And I was fixing some psychiatrist computer. And so I was like, did you think everyone's kind of broken? And he was like, uh, that's kind of a dark way of thinking of things. <laughs> and, I, you know, and that's kind of where the idea came from. I was just messing with the computer. I just thought about what she does for a living. And I've been to therapy as well. And, you know, your therapist is human too. You know, they have their own set of issues and problems, and they have to sit there and listen to your problems all day. So how does that affect them day to day, you know? So oh, I, I, that's my fear one day is the therapists are going to snap. Right. They, it's it's game over. We're all done. <laughs> like, it's just over. All, all the fucked up shit we tell them, you know, they got to they gotta live with that. So, you know? Oh, yeah. They so. know the pin code to your alarm system. <laughs> that's probably. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, that's kind of what Flawed is based off of. Um, Prezi is coming back from under stump as the artist on that. And you can go to my social to see covers and um go to oganinc.com and you can see the selection information and a more detailed description of the story and what we have coming so is that going to be like an ongoing series or a single issue it's going to be six issue miniseries Ooh. but um I have hands for um because because a big part of the story is the city of Setham, where mm-hmm. um, the city itself is you know very beautiful bright shining city that's corrupt to its core you know yeah. so that'll be so after this story with Jim as, which is the main character, the psychiatrist in this one, there'll be other characters introduced in other miniseries where, you know, she'll still be a part of that world, but there'll be a different main character antagonist we'll focus on with each arc. That's if this, you know, arc sells, if anybody gives a damn and buys the book, which would be great. But, um, you know, if that does well, I'll, I'll definitely do more stories and be writing more stories. So it'll be out for too Nah, you can pre-order. I think you pre-order right now. Awesome, dude. I I like that. I like that a lot. Because I mean, you know, that's definitely something. And I, I may get flack for saying this, but there's a lot more indie books I like these days more than DC or Marvel books. And that maybe this is me. I don't know why, but I like some of them. It's just something where you just there's something about it. And flawed sounds really fucking good. Um, oh, that's so many. There's just so many amazing out of this world comic comics out there you know what i'm saying and you know the thing about flawed is you know i can and flawed and bitter root in on the stump you know i can write those books and not have to worry about you know toxic fandom you know because it's mine right yeah yeah. i write john stewart and you know say and do the wrong thing you know there may be a witch hunt or something coming out from you know or (laughs) yeah that's true about how i envision the character but you know um with you know indie stuff you know you kind of just can't just do what you want and do what you love. I think I, was, I think there was just an earthquake just now here. Yeah. Oh shit! Are you serious? Yeah, they're gonna. Hey, was that? Hey, come here. Was that? Was that an earthquake? I think that 
Yeah, I'm on a podcast. But yeah, I think it was earthquake. Yeah. Oh, hot damn, just earthquake. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> damn, that wow. Was it just like a little mini one thing shaking? I it's a little mini one, but you know, I'm in in um, Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm growing up, I don't remember fucking earthquakes. I just don't no. remember. <laughs> I never knew I mean, there was earthquakes there. What? Yeah. There was one this one night we had like three in one night. Last oh month. shit's going on! <laughs> you what need to. The hell is going on? You know. Oh, uh, something's yeah. happening you don't know about. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> so. And I'm like, because like, first off, when I was talking to him, I was like, "Is that a truck?" I'm like, "Nah, that's a damn earthquake." And then my wife just popped in just now. I was like, "Did the house just shake?" And... Shit, you're getting yeah. earthquakes, man! <laughs> Fucking up! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, man, I'm, I'm gonna call my mom. 82. I'm gonna, yeah, mom. Was that? <laughs> I don't remember that being earthquakes. I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call her. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I've never heard of any earthquakes in the Carolinas before. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I, I don't, yeah, I've lived throughout my life. The sign may be to move. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be the clear thing. What a bars. Everybody's so fucked up. Where are we going, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, uh, Chuck, where can they find you on social media so they can actually keep in touch with you just in case shit hits a fucking fan over All there? Right. Let's see if I'm safe here. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, C Brown 803 on Twitter. I am Chuck Brown 902 on Instagram. And I'm just playing old Chuck Brown on. Uh, on Facebook, my phone, my friend is me as a little boy around my my big brother's neck during my birthday party. That's the image it is right now. So I saw that. That was pretty adorable too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He recently uh, passed away. Oh, condolences. A couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, condolences, man. I mean, but you know what? You seem to be powering through and making it, making it pretty good. Trying to, man. Just hang yeah. in there, man. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe the earthquakes are a sign. Who knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> you had, you had an earthquake with your podcast before? Am I first? No, you are the. F- I've had a lot of. Sh- I've had people hurricanes, twisters. I've heard. I've had gunshots happen on this podcast before. I've never had an earthquake. Sweet. Fuck, okay. that's a new one, man. I'm kind of nervous now. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, there was like aftershocks. So, Chuck's house caved so, in. So, so I think Sanford text in the group text right now because he probably felt it too. Wow, shit! I've only had, I've had one earthquake in my life, and you're not gonna believe where it was. Where? This is back when I lived in Illinois when because I, I was born and raised there for 16 years. I was a kid in Illinois in a bunk bed, and my fucking bunk bed started shaking. It was a big earthquake. I it was like car alarms are going off at this shit, and I was like, "This is Illinois. We're on outside of Chicago. What is this?" Why is there an earthquake? Yeah, yeah, that was scary because I was like, oh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, God. Crazy, man. Crazy. I think the, I'm, I shit you not, Chuck. Before I let you go, this is adds to the funniness of that. I watched Red Dawn for the first time right before that. <laughs> like, that oh. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. The Well, the old one or the new one? Any of them. I haven't seen any really? of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're pretty good. The old one is kind of is better. It makes more sense with the Soviets than the North Koreans do, and the new one with Josh Peck. I'll give you that for a fact. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like a good action movie spin if you want to watch it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. 
But all right, good man. I'm gonna let you go. Again, yeah. thank you for coming out of the show. You're welcome. If you want to come back on anytime soon, you're definitely welcome. If one of these pitches goes and you're like, "Hey, dude, can I come on to talk about a book?" Fuck yeah, you you're allowed. Yeah, I'll definitely spill spill the beans once that once I get the official official green light. You know, if it happens, and I'll come on the show and talk about it. Just um, hit me up, man. We all righty. Well, thank you, Chuck. You have a good rest of your day, man. All right. You survived those earthquakes. I'll try. Thank you, man. Take care. <laughs> Bye. You too. Bye.